0: Welcome to the IdeaGen Global Goals Summit live at the United Nations. Today we have with us the Honorable Raul Andrews Jr. from the American Psychiatric Association Foundation. Raul, welcome. Thank you so much, George. It's a privilege to be with you. Well, it's my privilege and it's IdeaGen's privilege to be here talking about what we're about to talk about, which is something very, very important, mental health. And I'd love to start by asking you for our global audience's benefit. Please share with this global audience what you're doing. What is the Association Foundation doing today to change the world? So we, George, at the APA Foundation, pride ourselves on
1: expanding and amplifying the work of the American Psychiatric Association. And the APA is the largest body of physician psychiatrists in the world. And what we do is try to expand and amplify that work by promoting a mentally healthy nation for all, where we live, learn,
0: work, worship, and
1: play. Just that simple. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: you describe it very simply, uh, but it's profound. And sometimes the profound lies in the simplicity. Right. And so your mission and your stakeholders, for the global audience watching this, who are these stakeholders and what is the mission? So
1: what we don't have in mental health is a true ecosystem. And because we don't have an ecosystem, I like to look at it as a track, in a track and field sense, right? So you got eight lanes on the track, George, and everybody's in a lane trying to get to the finish line, but there's not a lot of collaboration. And so what we want folks to do when we talk about stigma, when we talk about promoting well-being and trying to reduce burnout, when we talk about advancing the next generation of physician psychiatrists, don't focus so much on what lane you're in. Focus on the track itself, because we all have to reach the finish line. And the fact that we won't all reach the finish line at the same time is okay if we're
0: making forward progress. That's right. That's right. And that collaboration is key. As you know you know, here at IdeaGen Global, we're all about cross-sector collaboration. And we're ecstatic to have you here at the table with us. As the largest psychiatric organization in the world, Raul, how do you utilize what you referred to, partnerships, to achieve this absolutely vital and critical mission?
1: So I think there are uh, three C's that actually go into how we work with partnerships, George. One is competency. The other one is collaboration. And And the last is capacity. And so one of the things that we have learned over 30 plus years of working as part of the APA is that the APA Foundation does well as a convener. She does very well as a thought leader. And she does great work in philanthropy, but cannot do it alone because there's just too much work to be done. And so what we try to do is find multidisciplinary partners so that we can cover as many of the facets of community around the live, learn, work, worship and play. So we work with faith leaders. We work with teachers and educators. We work with uh, B2B, business managers and owners because they wanna get more for their mission and out of their team. And sometimes they don't have a mental health partner And the fact that we bring medical professions to the table. So you're not just going to WebMD trying to figure this out for yourself. We give you a true MD
0: who can help you work
1: at it. So, you know, we have done well with the partnerships. Um, One of the things that we do is we host in the foundation a group called the Center for Workplace Mm -hmm. Mental Health. And the Center for Workplace Mental Health is all about the idea of getting more out of the business because the manager of people, and the manager of things can better focus so that you don't have staff feeling overwhelmed and overworked because the manager gets it. And if the manager gets it, you have a happier employment contingent and then they're gonna to wanna to do more for customers, clients and
0: so forth. That's right. And, and I th- I'd like to step one step back to talk about what we're doing at the United Nations and that's the IdeaGen Global Goals Summit. The Global Goals Summit at the United Nations is all about what you just mentioned. It's taking forward the fact that in 2015, all 193 member states, as you know, came together and said, we agree. We agree on these 17 global goals. Mm -hmm. And I know that the Association Foundation, the Association itself as well, are dedicated to helping to achieve these global goals. And so what's exciting about this is understanding what we can do today, what can we do today to help further the APA Foundation's mission? How how do we do that?
1: Well, I think we just have to start opening up to the notion that there is no health without mental health. And if you can find trusted, reliable sources to help you on that continuum, we're all better off. So a lot of times when you look at the global goals, it doesn't specifically say mental health or well-being, but it does talk about disease prevention. Well, if I have a sore arm, there's a psychological or emotional component that goes with that. I stub my toe in the morning. There's going to be a psychological and emotional component. We got to deal with the the whole person, not just a person in isolation, neck bone connected to the funny bone, that kind of thing, right? You got to put the whole (laughs) person together. And I think that's where if we could just take a lot of this dialogue that is very healthy about mental health and start turning it into some action. Right. Doesn't have to be everything overnight, but let's just start turning the egg. Let's take a first
0: step yeah. toward well-being. I think we're going to be better off. Absolutely. And, and we couldn't agree with you more. And, and we did talk about the global goals. And I think that along with that, all of the goals, like the person, hmm. you, you, the greatest analogy that you outlined for our global audience, the global goals are also interconnected. Right. You go all the way through the goals with no hunger, no poverty, ending up the global partnerships. But everything's interconnected. And why does it end with number 17? Why did all 193 member states say, yes, we agree to these goals, including the United States of America? Because global partnerships is the glue, is the glue that the United Nations and all these member states recognize was critical to helping to achieve the other 16 goals. And that you just mentioned is so critical.
1: Well, and one of the things that the United Nations has done, and and we were uh, last spring uh, when we had the... uh, very difficult situation in Ukraine. Our members came to the foundation from the ground up and said, we have to do something to help because no matter how the situation in Ukraine ends, we're talking about multi-generational trauma, no matter how it is, And that's true with every uh, human or natural disaster, right? And so, you know, the fact that we were able to step up and provide some initial support and we want to continue that, but, you know, being able to be a part of the idea gen community and the family gives us that much more reach because we know that our values are aligned about uh, people, person, program, uh, and uh, taking those opportunities, melding them together, but allowing the expertise to lead, right? So it's not the loudest talker. It's not the biggest uh, partner. It's the partner for the right opportunity to do the right
0: work the right way the right work, the right way, and that's powerful. What I love about what you're saying is trust. A trusted source of information, in this case for mental health. You know, there's a lack of, despite all of the content, all of the content, like you mentioned, you can search, you can find whatever malady it is, whatever issue you want to research. There's just so much information. And having the trusted seal of the APA Foundation to say, no, this is the right, this is the truth, this is the unfiltered, this is the expert, this is the expertise, this is the powerful element that you bring to the table with the APA Foundation.
1: And, and because our DNA is medical leadership for mind, body, and brain, the reality of it is of my 16-member board. 13 of those 16 members are psychiatrists, MDs. And what I think a lot of our audience may not know across the world, in order to become a psychiatrist, is four years of medical school, four years of residency, and sometimes a post-residency fellowship. So it could be eight to 10 years just training to do this work. And what we've asked our members to do is to help people better understand how to work with a psychiatrist, if that's where you end up, you know, a lot of our members many times are dealing with some of the most acute yeah. situations, but sometimes your situation is not acute. You just recognize that you or somebody you love has been a little off, right? I just can't shake off this malaise, this depression. And I feel like I want to talk to somebody. Okay. That may not take you immediately yeah. to a psychiatrist, but if you know the right words, bridge words, not barrier words to talk to you, primary care physician to talk to a nurse practitioner to talk to a faith leader that person's going to be better equipped to help you and your therapy might be taught there yeah your therapy might be better diet exercise
0: wow yeah and, that, and that's such practical very real based on expertise advice that you give to this global audience that many times needs that guidance i mean there's no there's no one place but there is one place. It's the APA Foundation. You all are leading the way with experts in the field to say, here's the continuum. Here are the words. Words matter. We know words matter, but how do you, how do you articulate to your faith leader, primary care physician, whatever it is, if, if you are having a down moment or if you know someone that is? Is that your point?
1: That is the point. And one yeah. of the things we've created, George, for just the reason you described is what we call the NTA framework. And I can give you more information about that, but if people just go on Google or whatever their favorite search engine and press in Notice Talk Act, it's going to pull up our YouTube video on Notice Talk Act. And what Notice Talk Act is all about is notice when behavior is out of the ordinary. Come up with those bridge words to talk about it. So George sees Rawl and Rawl just doesn't seem himself one day, okay, fine. A week, maybe. But two or three weeks or months, and Rawls just just done something's off. But if, you know how Rawls is kind of private. If I approach him, he's going to be sure. res- respond. So talk gives you a way to bridge me so we can have a conversation about what might be going on. I may not tell you it. Right.
0: And then the act.
1: Right. Because a lot of times we get stuck. Everybody notices. But
0: nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's profound. And that's why this interview is profound. And I'd like to shift to a very important component of this interview, which is leadership. You're leading the APA foundation. You're in a role that is changing and impacting and affecting and helping literally millions and millions of people across the planet with expert guidance and expertise. How do you motivate all of your employees, how do you motivate employees in general to harness capabilities, their specific capabilities?
1: So I think because I'm in chapter three of my career, uh, in chapter one, private practice of law, but an advocate. Uh, chapter two was my 15 years at ARP, but always an advocate. Chapter three, now doing mental health mm-hmm. philanthropy as a chief servant. You know, one of the things I'm trying to do constantly is find talent. And I'm trying to nurture talent, but I have to recognize everybody is the CEO of their own household. And so they may not be the CEO in our office, but how would you triage this problem if you went outside, you try to start your car, it doesn't start. You got to figure out how to do your day, right? That's what we're managing the whole hand. Uh, The other thing I have is what I call Mr. Rawls' five rights to prevent a wrong. And it's kind of a risk management modality. But you want the right people in the right places doing the right things at the right time for the right cost. And if you make a mistake, and we don't indict people and send them to the gallows, but I bet if one of those five rights wasn't done or was not held to account, that's where your mistake was going to be made. So we had the right opportunity to put the right person in place. We didn't give them the tools they needed. Uh, We didn't really think about ROI. So we made the investment or we passed the investment. It's like, oh, It costs. Well, here's what we learned trying to execute the five rights. Everything costs. The question always is and must be, George, what is the value? Mm. Everything costs.
0: Right. What's the value? What's the value? What about flipping the paradigm? That's a paradigm shift, isn't it? It is. What is the cost and what is the value? What is the value? Incredible. And so stakeholders. Yes, you work with such a wide range of stakeholders at the EPA Foundation. What is it and what is the range of this stakeholder group that you have that you're leading and helping to harness the energy and power of?
1: So, the, you know, the one I want to highlight in, in particular is the work with we do with the Mental Health Coalition. The Mental Health Coalition is probably the 40 leading top to bottom behavioral specialist agencies. It was formed by Kenneth Cole, the designer, and he's brought together a consortium of for-profit, not-for-profit, academic, uh, influencer communities, and we're all working together trying to solve the same problem that was weighted in stigma, and stigma on top of stigma. So a lot of times what you find is in communities of color in particular, and sometimes uh, various ethnicities, you can't talk about mental health. It's just not culturally appropriate. And we got to figure out a way to notice, talk, act with them as well. Uh, we work with almost all of the major medical schools across the country, uh, both uh, Mainline and HBCU. Uh, and we host, believe it or not, over 170 resident fellows every right. year in a fellowship program. Uh, the other thing we've done is we created a Faith Leaders Consortium, non-denominational, multidisciplinary. Uh, but what the, our, I think our biggest advantage though, is because all of this, the major subspecialties of psychiatry are a part of our 37,000 members. We we have an opportunity to work with the subspecialty mm-hmm. organizations, mm-hmm. and what we've also seen in the criminal justice and mental health component, yeah. where we're trying to decriminalize mental illness. Uh, as a bar president in District of Columbia, you know it's been an, a, a nice affinity mm-hmm. to bring lawyers and doctors together, not as combatants in lawsuits, but as a consortium to try to solve the problem of, does this
0: person need deflection and diversion, or do they need a sale? Right, 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 right. And that's another practical solution-based effort that you're leading. And what you're describing, Rawl, which is really profound, is your leadership. Is your leadership and the impact that you're having. And... And really what I admire about this conversation and you personally and professionally is that is that you're the embodiment of leadership. So when you turn to the page and you say, what is leadership? What does it look like? It looks like Rawl Andrews Jr. That's what it looks like. And that's what you've described during this interview here today. And I'd like to shift a bit to talk about one specific initiative. What is that? And I know there are so many. Mm-hmm. What is that one specific project, initiative, effort that you'd like to share with our global audience that you really want everyone to know? This is it. This is what it's all about. It
1: is our goal to make mental health and well being mainstream, just like any other non communicable uh, disease. And, you know, whether that's heart, whether that's diabetes, even more recently with HIV, they've all become mainstream. Mm-hmm. And we're living and we're thriving and we're enjoying our best lives, even though we have to treat those illnesses. We want mental health to join that group. And so we're going to launch what we call the First Step Campaign in January of 2023. And the First Step Campaign, we're not waiting for somebody to come save us. We're putting the first $2 million in ourselves to launch this campaign. It's got three phases to it. Uh, There's a short-term goal, which is all about awareness, that baseline mental health conditions are treatable. Some Mm -hmm. of them are even preventable, George, but truth be told, we can treat anxiety. Mm -hmm. We can treat depression. We are treating ADHD. All right? And once people get a grounding in treatability and sometimes prevention, then we want to move to the midterm goal, which is around behavior. And what we're saying as part of this campaign, with the support of our membership, just talk to a health provider. It doesn't have to be a psychiatrist. But when you go get your knee checked or go get your you know, annual physical and the doctor asks you how you're doing, if you're not really fine or you're only fine, tell them. Right. And let's get into that conversation about treating the whole person. And then when we get to the out years, which we think will be at least five to six years from now. We wanna be in attitude. In our long-term goal, there is no health without mental health. And as part of that attitude shift that you'll see just as many commercials about diabetes and HIV, as you will about people walking on the beach hand in hand saying, I got the help I needed because of a love and support network and ecosystem
0: me and mental health is health. You know, I think you just described my next question. It's what is the ideal future? What is that ideal, crystal clear, beyond impactful future for the APA Foundation?
1: Well, if we were really doing it right, we would be working ourselves out of a job because we've taken physical health and we put it in mental health. And together, that is the person. And we think that uniting physical and mental health for the first time and maybe forever, is our ultimate future state. And every day we're trying to do something to bring them together. And that's gonna require patients and caregivers to take a first step. It's gonna require uh, the providers to take a first step. And dare I say it, in a global audience, the payers are gonna have to come on in board and say, yes, we will figure out a better way to well-being.
0: Andrews Jr., what is your global call to action for those watching.
1: In order to take the first step, you gotta get to know us and we need an opportunity to get to know you. And so I would encourage folks to go to our website, uh, apaffdn.org, or go on YouTube and check out that Notice Talk Act video. Either way, you're gonna be able to find us. And if one thing resonates with you and you just want more information, then come find us. And if you can't come find us, come to our good friends like George And George will come find us. And you don't know me, but you know George. And now George and I are working together. Together is the only way we're going to get it done.
0: Raul Andrews Jr., Executive Director, APA Foundation, changing the world. My friend, you are leadership defined. Thank you very much. Thank you. We need roll shots. We need